0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. Thank you so much, my friend. I mean, really, is there any other host of a Raiders podcast better than Murph? The answer is a resounding hell no. Murph, you are the best in the business. All right, Raider Nation. Let's get to it with another episode of Silver and Black Flashback, dedicated to our badasses of the football world and their glorious history. And what a history it is! Of all the original teams that made up the American Football League, it is our beloved band of renegades that compiled the most victories from 1960 through 2010. That's 50 years, folks, and they were still looking down at all the other seven founding teams even after only winning three games in their first three seasons. And due to that greatness created by some of pro football's greatest performers, our Raiders also beat out their fellow AFL members with busts in the Hall of Fame plus three Super Bowl trophies to their credit. Not too bad for a team that was only brought into the league because another one bolted to the established NFL. And that team, the Minnesota Vikings, well... Just how many Super Bowl trophies do you have? Easy answer zero. In fact, our Raiders pounded the crap out of the Vikings to win their first Super Bowl in January of 1977. Time for a unified snarl at that one, Raider Nation, and throwing a hell yeah as well. Sorry, got a bit off track there, folks. Anyway, Back to the hallowed Hall of Fame, where the Raiders dominate their fellow original AFL teams and many of the others since the AFL-NFL merged in 1970. As of 2021, the Raiders have placed 28 busts in the Hall of Fame, with more to come in the future. That is a given. And on this episode of Silver and Black Flashback, the spotlight is focused on one of football's all-time greatest linebackers, and one of the most unique, entertaining, and intriguing players of all time, Mr. Ted Hendricks. Besides providing laughs, Hendricks also provided amazing talent that took him from a three-time college All-American to enshrinement into the Professional Football Hall of Fame. In between those incredible accolades, he put together a 15-year professional career. Life's journey for Theodore Paul Hendricks began on November 1st, 1947, with his birth in Guatemala. His father was a native of Texas, but was stationed in Guatemala as a mechanic for Pan Am Airlines. His mother was a native of Guatemala and of Italian descent. The family eventually settled in Miami, where Ted's incredible success as an athlete began. Besides his incredible athletic abilities... Hendricks also possessed a very high intelligence. A high school English teacher instilled a love of reading in him, and that passion allowed him to become a very well-rounded individual. He was also raised bilingual and able to speak fluent Spanish. At Hialeah High School, Hendricks combined those athletic and academic traits to produce a very full and successful experience. While playing offensive and defensive end, Ted was selected to the All-City, all-state, and all-America teams, and was regarded as one of the top all-time greatest players to ever come out of the Miami area. He also was an outstanding basketball player and threw the discus and shot put on the track team. In the classroom, he excelled just as much as he did in sports. He won honors in math, which was his favorite subject, was student council president of his junior class, finished in the top 10 percent of his graduating class, coming in 72nd out of 1,400 students in his 1965 Hialeah High class. What a resume so far! Am I right or what? But that was only the beginning of his greatness. He decided to attend the University of Miami in Florida and continue on his way to stardom. He played stand-up defensive end at the University of Miami and did his job extremely well from 1966 through 1968. He played so well, in fact, that he became the first sophomore in Miami Hurricanes history to earn All-America honors as a second-team selection. He then earned first-team All-America honors in 1967 and 1968, was named Lyman of the Year by the United Press International and the Washington Touchdown Club in 1968. He finished fifth in the Heisman Trophy voting in 1968 and had 347 career tackles, which was the most ever recorded by a defensive lineman at Miami, and he also had 12 fumble recoveries. As a testament to Ted Hendricks' great college career, since 2002, college football's top defensive end is presented with the Ted Hendricks Award. It was certain that Hendricks would become a player in the National Football League, and the Baltimore Colts made that happen by taking him in the second round of the 1969 NFL-AFL draft. Throughout his pro career, Ted Hendricks eventually got up to 240 pounds, but at the beginning of his career, he was listed as a defensive end at 6'7", 215 pounds, which was considered too light to play defensive end in the pros and too tall to be a linebacker, and the Colts did not know what position he was best suited for. For this reason, in his rookie year, they used him primarily on special teams for half the season, But at the halfway point of the year, head coach Don Shula did not like the way his team was playing and looked to make some changes. It was then that Hendricks saw action at right linebacker starting in the sixth game of his rookie season, and from that time on, all the critics were silenced. In his second season with the Colts, they won Super Bowl V, and Hendricks received his first All-Pro honor. After five great seasons with Baltimore, Ted Hendricks saw the Colts by 1973 dismantle much of the team that won the Super Bowl just three years earlier. The Colts got very bad, very fast, and Hendricks missed his old teammates. He asked for a trade and eventually received his wish by being traded to the Green Bay Packers while at the top of his game in 1974. What became even more of a shock was when Green Bay let him get away after one season that saw Hendricks intercept five passes, block seven kicks, record a safety, and earn his second All-Pro selection. After such a great season, he wanted a guaranteed contract, but the Packers refused. On August 6th, 1975, the Packers traded Hendricks to the Raiders for two first-round draft picks, but it was Oakland that made out the best in the deal, but at first it did not appear that way. Once again in his career, for reasons not quite clear, the Raiders used Hendricks only sparingly during the 1975 season. It seemed that they just could not find a regular spot for him. Oakland played a 4-3 defense, which meant four down linemen and three linebackers. When Hendricks arrived, the team had three starting linebackers that they were very satisfied with. For this reason, he was only used in frequent passing situations or when the opposition was forced to punt. To say the least, the All-Pro linebacker was getting frustrated as each week passed while he stood on the sidelines watching the action instead of being a part of it. An opportunity to start his first game for the Silver and Black arose in a divisional playoff game with the Cincinnati Bengals after defensive end Tony Klein went down with an injury prior to the game. The Raiders shifted to a 3-4 defensive alignment, which called for the use of three down linemen and four linebackers. Hendricks set up a few steps back from where the defensive end lined up and remained in an upright stance of a linebacker. At the snap, it was his job to stop anything run around the end. In passing situations, it was his responsibility to rush the quarterback. He did a fantastic job all afternoon and sacked Cincinnati quarterback Ken Anderson four times in a 31-28 Oakland victory. In 1976, head coach John Madden realized That Hendricks was going to be a force to be reckoned with, and over the next nine seasons, the all-pro linebacker did indeed wreak havoc on opposing offenses, helping them win three Super Bowls in the process. Now Madden knew that the best place to play Hendricks was everywhere. Now this might not seem possible, but actually it was quite clear. His assignment became that of a freelance defender who would go up and down the line of scrimmage behind the defensive linemen while the opposing quarterback was calling the signals prior to the snap. He would then set himself up where he thought the play was going to be run. The job was based on experience and reaction, and he was right almost every time. It was designed to disrupt the flow of an offense because they never knew where Hendricks was going to be coming from. It was also impossible to create a scheme in practice to defend against him. He was strong, solid, powerful, quick, and had great balance. With his long arms, he was able to wrap them around a ball carrier and clamp down on them like a vice. Once he got those arms around someone, they were not going to get away. His height was also used to disrupt plays by obstructing the quarterback's view, batting down passes, and jumping up to block kicks. With his arms and torsos being so long, it was hard for blockers to stop him. He would just wait for the ball carrier to get close, and then he would toss his blocker off to the side. He was without a doubt one of the most dominant defensive players of all time. Backing up that claim was Tom Flores, a Raider great as a player and as a Hall of Fame coach. During his time, Flores obviously saw a lot of football players. Yet, with all that talent he witnessed throughout the years, Flores felt that Hendricks was the most dominant defensive player he ever coached. Whatever Hendricks did, he did very well and that included displaying a great sense of humor, which kept teammates loose on the field and in the locker room. When he first joined the Raiders, he looked around and felt right at home because every other stop he made in the NFL saw him as a bit too quirky or troublesome, but with the cast of characters the Raiders had, he fit in perfectly. He then let loose with some classic moments over his nine years in a Raiders uniform. Never let it be said that Ted Hendricks did not enjoy having fun. His free-spirited approach to life often entertained teammates with antics a bit wacky, but highly humorous. Okay, Raider Nation, brace yourselves for some of the greatest individual antics in our team's wild history. I mean, Ted Hendricks was awesome, so here we go. He once rode a horse onto the practice field. Yep, a horse. Looks like we can't end this one just yet. So the story goes that a horse show for children was going on behind the fence of the Raiders Santa Rosa practice field. At the start of practice, Coach Madden walked out into the middle of the main field and the team formed a circle around him. However, there was one player missing. Care to guess who? Yep, the team's star linebacker, Mr. Ted Hendricks himself. But he was not tardy all that long. For suddenly, a gate on the fence swung open and in rode Hendricks on a horse that a little girl let him borrow. He was in full uniform and carrying a traffic cone like a lance. He rode the horse out to the 50-yard line on a dead run, stopped, jumped off, and was ready to practice. He once wore a Halloween mask during a Monday night football telecast, and a camera picked it up for the whole nation to see. He also had a very impressive, yet unique, collection of headgear that he wore at practice in place of his helmet. Well, at least until practice started. One time, he came to the practice field in full uniform, but with a World War I German combat helmet on his head. He also had a hat shaped like a turkey head, and once carved out a pumpkin, put Raider decals on it and placed that on his head. He allegedly knocked over a yield sign and delivered it to John Madden's home upon hearing of the coach's retirement from the Raiders because he did not want to arrive without a gift and Madden placed the sign in his backyard. Now, Hendricks claimed that the sign was already knocked to the ground when he found it, but Madden felt that he drove over it until it fell. Either way, it was a classic Ted Hendricks moment. He also had a stripper come into a team meeting, sit on center Dave Dalby's lap, and wish him a happy birthday. He designed the hurricane machine, a contraption that resembled a weight machine, and the weight plates had 500 pounds marked on them. Not bad, but the plates were completely empty. If anyone was looking on, they thought he was moving some serious weight. And on a sweltering hot day during training camp, his teammates were greeted by Hendricks sitting under a big umbrella at a table, which he dragged down onto the field and was sipping a nice, cool drink of lemonade. He also brought a life-size female blow-up sex doll to a bar as his date for an evening. While hosting an episode of Saturday Night Live in 1982, John Madden, since retired from coaching and then a very successful broadcaster, told one of the greatest football humor stories of all time. And oh yeah, to no one's surprise, it starred Ted Hendricks. The story goes that while in the locker room, Hendricks dropped some loose change into a toilet. He was seen by Madden staring into the toilet, and within no time, he pulled out a $50 bill and threw it into the toilet. Madden, obviously shocked, asked him what the hell he was doing. In classic Hendricks fashion, he told his coach that he needed an incentive to go into the toilet for change equaling about $0.35. But throwing in a $50 bill, that was the incentive to go in there and get it. Awesome stuff, folks. He also earned two nicknames during his playing days. The first one being the Mad Stork, due to his height and lanky frame. The second came while with the Raiders, after he accidentally kicked fullback Marv Hubbard in the head with his foot and knocked him out during practice. He quickly became Kick 'em in the head, Ted, but that was shortened to Kick 'em, and that was the one that Hendricks liked over the Mad Stork. His excellence on the football field did not go unnoticed, far from it. He earned eight trips to the Pro Bowl from 1971 to 74, in 1980 through 1983. He was an All-AFC selection in 1976, and 1980 through 1982. In addition to his All-Pro seasons with Baltimore and Green Bay, he was twice honored while with the Raiders in 1980 and 1982. Other highlights from the outstanding career of Ted Hendricks included playing in 215 consecutive games, which was the most by any linebacker in pro football history. He blocked an NFL record 25 kicks, recorded four safeties, had 26 interceptions, and a postseason NFL record of four fumble recoveries in his career. He was elected the Raiders defensive captain in 1980, was honored with the 1978 Lineman of the Year Award presented to him by the Raiders Lineman Club, selected to the 1970 and 1980 all-decade NFL teams and to the 75th NFL anniversary all-time team. His football career began in the sunshine state of Florida on the high school and college level and reached its climax in magnificent fashion there as well. On January 22, 1984, the Raiders defeated Washington in Super Bowl XVIII in Tampa, Florida to earn Hendricks his fourth championship ring. In 26 straight seasons of playing football on three levels, Hendricks never missed a game in the last 21 years of his career. Explaining his longevity, he simply said he kept his cleats out of the turf, kept his head moving, and stayed away from pile-ups. But that championship season of 1983 was a very painful one for the 36-year-old veteran. He suffered a painful abdominal strain midway through the season that hampered his skill level. He was still able to rush straight ahead with no problem, but his lateral movement was virtually taken away from him. It was so painful that Hendricks had to roll out of bed and pull his pants up sideways while he laid on the floor. However, he refused to take painkillers for the problem. Instead, he felt a good drink of bourbon helped just as well. Either way, his performance was still so impressive that despite the injury, he earned his eighth trip to the Pro Bowl. It was then time to retire and what a way to go out as the champion he always was after playing in 131 straight games in a Raider uniform. At the beginning of his pro career, it appeared that no one knew where to put him in the lineup. However, 21 years after his career started, on August 4, 1990, the Pro Football Hall of Fame had no trouble finding a spot for him among the game's immortals in just his first year of eligibility. He was also honored with induction into the Florida Sports Hall of Fame, the University of Miami Hall of Fame, and the College Football Hall of Fame. He also has a stadium in Hialeah, Florida named in his honor. Thank you so much, Mr. Hendricks, for providing incredible talent and incredible stories befitting the colorful history of our Raiders. A winning combination by a consistent winner. And here we are at the end of another episode of Silver and Black Flashback. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed bringing you the story of Ted Hendricks. And there are far more stories to tell about our beloved Raiders, so please come back for those. And until the time we meet again, as always, with all the silver and black love inside of me, I proudly salute the best damn fan base on the planet by saying, love you Raider Nation!